0: shit, I forgot the thing, right? Here we go,
1: here we go. Hello, You're, you've just got Davy singing. Welcome to the Gallant Few podcast. Sorry about that, we're late, guys. We've um, got a bust-up by me, a big blunder by, my, by me again. Um. Welcome to the podcast. We're live now, hopefully, on Facebook, YouTube and Twitter, And tomorrow you'll get us on Spotify and Acast. With me tonight is Mr. David Pollock. Welcome, David.
0: Thank you, Dave. Listen, if you are relying on me to do the tech, it would have exploded about half an hour ago, so you're doing a lot better than I would. So that's good to be here. Matters Rangers, looking at our new, shiny new players and talking about the Duffers who were just about to boot out the door. Compile a list.
1: Yeah, I'm afraid. Uh, yeah, this this one will begin down to the on the send it into the the blunders on television that you that you see. <laughs> but anyway, carrying on. Bill from the Orkneys, welcome, Bill.
2: Thanks, Dave. Good to be on. Always aspired to be on a television blooper reel, and I might finally get my wish tonight. So thank you very much for that, sir.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a. Uh, we had a, a, a half-an-hour dress rehearsal, I think you could say. <laughs> Shona, the, third, uh, the fourth, yeah, fourth person on tonight, not the, not the least, of course. So, uh, Shona, how are you?
3: Well, it's good to be back for round two, isn't it? So, we'll just do this all, all over again. But, no, it's good to be back, guys. I'm looking look forward to talking about Rangers. And now that they're back in for pre-season, eh? Can't wait. It's now the countdown to the friendlies, countdown to the start of the season so looking forward to it.
1: Okay. Now now I've got to try and get the same questions in the same orders. <laughs> so it's going to be pretty difficult. Um, we're going to start with pre-season training. It started on Friday. Friday the... Boys all got together, and one good thing I saw was Connor Golson walking in with his uh, I don't think it was football boots, I think it might have been training shoes that he had. Davey, you'll be glad to see the boys back training because we we know then the games are going to come thick and fast in a few weeks' time.
0: Uh, yeah, well, I've got eight, the 18th of July to uh, is the kickoff date, so we've got Newcastle and, and uh, Alan McGregor's testimonial. So that's really the deadline now. So we're only two and a half weeks away from there, but it was uh, it was good to see uh, Connor out of that big boot that he's had on his his foot, because uh, he's such an important player for us. You know, in terms of you know just the the strength of defender that he is. But I think in terms of organisation and just the the leadership that he brings to the team, it's uh, Connor's an important part of the team. But it, it's uh, important that we get the the time on the training ground because. Obviously, we're uh, all hoping, crossing our fingers, praying to anything holy, that uh, Michael Beale gets to impose, you know, a different style on the team. You know, so it's it's just a, a bit more pace and energy. You know, one touch passing and that we uh, have a, a forward line which actually uh, delivers the goods because our goal scoring, you know, in, in the league table doesn't lie, you know, in terms of goals scored. Uh, so we just need to convert the possession that we have because when you think about the, the number of press conferences Michael Beale had when, you know, he was lamenting that, you know, we were just not converting our possession into the amount of goals and we need to be more ruthless, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, 10 permutations of that were, were the press conferences. So I'm hoping that he's going to put that to rights on the training ground and that by, you know, the end of July that we have got a team that's uh, ready to go in terms of these Champions League qualifiers because... Uh, he has are absolutely vital games for us, and that's the mission. So the friendlies will be what they are, you know, and we'll use about 18, 20 players in, in, in all of these games. But I think come the, you know, the starting pistol for the Champions League, we need to be ready.
1: Yeah, well, last year and was it? I think it was it. We beat Real Madrid two 0 and we all thought, oh, it's going to be a great season, but unfortunately, it didn't. And out that way, Dave. Uh, when the players come in, I've seen them all getting the check for the fat ratio on their body. Uh, I don't know how whether they would have, have been a tool big enough for Alfredo Morelos last year, but uh, <laughs> thankfully he's away because of his condition. Uh, and hopefully the, the, the players are in a better condition this year than they were last year.
0: Mm. Is that to me?
2: No, it's to Bill, sorry. I, I I could have sworn you said David, but okay. Yeah, absolutely. um I, I I don't know what you could use to measure Morelos, but he's he's better gone, obviously. The the condition that he was in was absolutely shocking, you know, towards the end. And as well as the um you know, the the absolute lack of interest that he was showing. But David, you mentioned um, you know, ruthlessness and that's what we need up front, ruthlessness. And if we can get that next season, actually put some goals in the net as opposed to being too fussy, which is what Michael Beale said. So, yeah, I think an important part of it, there was going to be fitness because, you know, if you look at the way that the team was throughout last season, especially like, you know, kind of under Geo, we, we really looked unfit. It was terrible, you know, really, really bad how unfit the players were. So hopefully there's that intensity in training. And we can build up a bit of that fitness for going into the season because if you think about two seasons ago, it stood us in really good stead when we went to extra time multiple times and all of that. So yeah, hopefully um, this training that we are doing, the new will pay off.
3: Yeah,
1: but there's still some people think that we were we were, were fit last season. I mean, we went into play PSV and we didn't look really unfit against them. So I mean, it's was really a strange one. Shona, what, what, do, you, do you think that we're I think we're going to be going for the high press this season Do, do you think that's a sort of a way we're building up?
3: Absolutely, I think that's uh, the reason why we're bringing all these players in These players obviously seem to be on the, the high intensity, high energy Pressing the ball, strong in the air, very versatile Play a number of positions, they, all these hybrid players that we're, we're looking for But um, no, it was good to see the likes of like Goulson um, coming through those doors, it's also good to see Ruth coming through those doors without an injury as well. Surprised when he went around those revolving doors, that nothing occurred, and uh, so that was good to see. But I think a lot of it will depend on this Dr. Waller as well this year. I think um, he's got a massive job. When he was here, we had hardly any injuries. So for this season, I think that's got to be one of our main priorities. As long as we get our fitness up, I think we can beat teams hands down. I think. For, for me, I think we've got to stay away from these big injuries. Um, it's not, as you say, it's all the same type of injury. It's not like all, they're, all, they're all hamstring injuries. It's a num- numerous amount of injuries that we're getting across the board. And they're not out for weeks. They're out for months. So that's that's the one thing for me that we've got to make sure this year that obviously that the fitness is up. And I can see from your, looking at the videos from the other day that John Lundstrom looks a bit like to be the fittest on earth at the moment. So, uh, like... um. We'll see from there, but it was good to see like John Lindstrom set the standards. He's obviously another one who his position positions up for grabs this year, so maybe he's trying to set the standard there. Um, but yeah, it will see from what happens with you. But it looks like that's one of the main things that we'll be concentrating on. And I think it's really good to point out that the Newcastle game is our first friendly because Newcastle play a very, very, very high pressing, so it'll give us a good idea. Obviously, look. We're talking about Newcastle here. I've obviously spent a lot of money over the summer, but it'll give us an idea what a pressing team can do to us as well on the ball. So I think that's quite nicely set up that first uh, friendly. So we'll see what Beale's team is, um, but it is. It's really exciting. I think um, just seeing the guys coming in for pre-season training the other day was uh, was really good, and obviously to see all these fitness tests and, and whatnot going on. Uh, Look, it's just it's good to see. We haven't seen that in a wee while, so look, let's roll
1: on uh, the 18th of July in our first friendly um, and we'll see from there. Yeah, Davey, what, what I was uh, really pleased to see is was that the, the players were doing training without a ball. Now, I know a lot of people, especially Dutch people, they, they actually cringe when, they, when you think of training without a ball. But I think when you want to get your condition up, uh, of your body up, then, then you've got to have Just run training where where you're putting on, uh, getting your stamina built up. And when players are just doing it, playing a game of football with each other, you'll always get players that will hide and not do their best. So what do you think? Do do you like to see the players getting uh, old-fashioned, up-the-hill type training?
0: Yeah, I do, because I think the players should be measured on their fitness. If you can't measure it, then you can't manage it. So the players should be measured in terms of, you know, their speed, you know, and body weight, you know, the fat to body weight ratio. All of these things should all be measured and over a, charted over a period of time. And, and you'll get to know, obviously, individual players will maybe need a, a wee tweak of the program to kind of suit their their body type and things like that. So there's always a, a wee kind of personal end to it. But I think in terms of uh, be measuring the players' fitness, I think I think that's important. You should be able to do that, which is why they, they're monitored all the time in terms of you know the distance they run on the pitch, their heart rate. It's all uh, this is all measured, so that we we should pretty much know what level of fitness these guys are at, and 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 put in program a plan to improve that fitness to make sure that they're capable of doing the job that Michael Beal asked of them. You know when, we, when they go over the white line, so. Now, it's important that we were professional and we use all the the tools that science provides us these days to make sure that we've got the earth players are as fit as they can be. There should be uh, no excuses, no hiding place, because I, I think on a few occasions last season I think we were uh, we were found kind of wanting in terms of fitness. But we just didn't maintain, you know, an intensity for. For the duration, you know, we would if we started the first half all right, then we'd fall flat the second half. Sometimes we wouldn't start that game as well, but then we'd pick it up in the second half. I'm hoping for something which is a bit more uniform in terms of our application of effort. So, uh I mean, I was saying that in as is, is important as fitness is attitude. So I think it's important that we get the right players as well as you know the right level of fitness. So. All of these things are the, the various pieces of the jigsaw that make it. will be making as a good team. Obviously, Michael Beale has to lay on top of that. The system that he wants to play and what he expects of the players. So there's a few things, but certainly fitness should be an absolute given because that's uh, that's easily solvable in terms of you know technical ability. Yet yeah, you can work on, but getting players fit, it should not be beyond us. So I'm hoping to see that when we uh, cross the white line on July the eighteenth that the players maybe not all the way there because we've got the all of July to get get ourselves ready but uh I'm hoping that we they will be professional and and make sure our team are ready when when we get to the this the, the series end of the of the season
1: yeah well the the seemed as Shona says um Lundstrom he was really like really totally fit I mean as I said, he's half the weight as he was last year uh bill I watched the second day of training and they've done an awful lot of one-touch football. I think that's a really, really important thing as well. That we've got to move the ball. When we've got the ball, we've got to move it quick. Um, what's your
2: opinion on that? Absolutely agree. Um, and especially like the week that we play in and this low-block nonsense that we're constantly coming up against. The way to get past these defences is to play one-touch football. You know, give and go, get into the box, pick up a position get it back, shot on target. And, you know, we were talking and then, David, you said about that, that goal we scored last season where it was nearly 60 passes and how you'd like to see it more like six passes and then getting a shot on goal. And I absolutely agree. You know, and, and part of that is about movement and, you know, actually, when you pass the ball, then making a move because far too often last season, guys were passing the ball and basically standing where they were when they passed it, you know, didn't go anywhere. So, I think, as well as the one-touch football, you've got to have that given goal. And it's the goal part. You actually, when you pass, you need to move and then get the ball back once you move. That's how we're going to you know, score goals against these teams because how many times did we watch it, especially on the field, but even on the field, where we just pass the ball side to side in front of a defence without actually doing anything. So if we can work on that, get guys into little spaces, picking up a pass, giving it again, running again, I think that's going to stand us in good stead, and I think that's how we're going to score goals next season.
1: Yeah, well, talking about getting goals next season, the players shown up we brought in all seem to be yeah gentle giants really. And if you if you think of Redvan, who's uh, who's probably a miniature doll, then uh, the rest are all gentle giants. Um, what do you think? Red, uh, naming Redfan and Borna, what do you think of that? Of that Who, Who's going to win that one?
3: Well, looking at it at the moment, it's got to be Borna Barisic. I, um, I'm a massive fan of Redfan, very much, and I think he should be our number one starter. But I think maybe that's why Borna's there at the moment. I think Borna will stay. I think he will sign a new contract. And I think that's just purely because I think he'll he'll help Redfan, because one of the things that Redfan lacks in is a good piece to cross. So I think um, Borna Barisic must be having dreams at the moment, going to training with all these tall six-foot-plus players that we're signing at the moment. Very physical, very good in the air, actually. I feel a lot of them look very, very decent. I think that Seema scored quite a few headers, so he's, he's at the back post for me all day long. So, look, no, it's, it's very exciting um, to see all these uh, players that we've been linked with, even the likes of Dezers and Danilo. I've seen the comments there. A couple of guys mentioning them as well. They seem to be tall players, so the only one that seems to be a wee bit smaller is probably that Benny Traore that appeared obviously he's at the top end of our budget, so no, I'm looking forward I think um, for me that battle is definitely won by Borna but um, I, I would like Van to be our number one lead back this year but I mean he's up against it with all these uh, tall players, I think um, the reason why Beal is fancy Borna, because I think Borna was one of the top assists in the league last year even though, and I actually think he was probably one of the Rangers' better players last season um, but look, unless we get money in for Borna Barrisage and decent money, uh, I think he'll sign a new contract. And I, th- I hope Redvan is our number one left back. But I can see, I can see Borna being more suited for Europa League or Champions League football. I can see him possibly being more suited by Real purely because of the of the the little, you don't get as many corners, but they have to be more important when it comes to Champions League and European football because if we're bringing in a lot of these tall players, set pieces has to be something that P- Bill must be looking at whilst we're going into these start of this key season. Um, so for me, I can probably see Borna being sitting a bit more experienced for the likes of the Champions League. But we'll see what Bill has got to offer. I think um, Sterling can also play at left-back. so And he obviously is a bit more physical than Borna. Um, but whether he can play in uh, a, left back, a, a cross like Borna, we shall see. But Hopefully that's what um, he's been teaching Redvan in training, and we shall see Redvan being able to do that as well this year.
1: Yeah, well, I think Redvan is far better player for actually linking up with the with the centre forward. Uh, bon is more for going, going down the left and throwing a cross in, but I think overall the, the the rest of the the playing with the with the, the midfield, uh, I think Redvan is, is is far better player. As as we say, the, the the crosses that Borna could put right in the head. Although I don't think Dessers is a great header of the ball. I think he he's more putting the uh, the work in and scoring the scoring goals. But I think he he's a sort of a more Morales type who, who links play. Um, David. Um, obviously that as we, we said that we're going to be playing that that system. Uh what do you think the defence is going to be next year? Do you think, we going we are we going to be bringing, bringing in a new player or are we going to keep with the same names?
0: Uh, well, I'm hoping that uh, I mean I'm going to go with Blue Horizon, who's just said that uh, Borna's got no idea how to defend it because uh, Borna would be uh, on my to go list. He would he would be in the he would be in the car with a couple others, fashion Sakala being one of them. Uh, the, 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 Taxi to the airport, but I think in terms of our defence, obviously we've got, we'll have a few options. Uh, I think we'll, we'll, Michael Beale will obviously know very well the players that we have, and then he he's got this month to have a look at the players who have come in, and then f- and from that select you know the, his best options. So a, I, I don't I don't have any expectations of Michael Beale in terms of what I would want him to play. I want him to have a look at the players you know who are already there who. who Ready there and will be here long term, and, and lay on top of that the players that have arrived and, and select the best defence as he sees fit because it's the, all these pieces of the jigsaw so have got to fit the system that he wants to play. What the best combination is, I'll, I'll just have to trust Michael Beale with that. So, yeah, I think that this is important that we uh, get a few players out. Uh, but I think that I mean, the, the name which has uh, is, is been mentioned, and, and and when I think about it, Kemar Roof if we get Kemar Roof fit, I mean, what a lift that's going to be. Because Kemar Roof, for me, is an excellent forward. He's a very intelligent player. He knows the road to goal. If we can keep that guy fit, what a, a, a lift that would be. Because, you know, in the last couple of seasons, I don't think he's had a run of more than a handful of games before he falls out again. But I think he's certainly more than capable. He's excellent technically. You know, he's, he's, as I said, he's moving in the box. His anticipation of where he needs to be it's it's second to none. Uh, So I think maybe, hopefully, Kemar Roof will be the surprise of all of this that he actually gets a run in the team and bangs in a few goals. So, but it's it's quite exciting in terms of the options that Michael Beale has. You know, with the five that have already arrived, uh, a number of others you know are are hopefully in the pipeline. So I think it's uh, it should be exciting times for us. Uh, and we'll see and hopefully in the friendlies what our options are we will certainly by that time understand what system Michael Beale wants to play but I think as Sean and Bill have already said I think it's going to be more of a high intensity pressing game he will expect a bit more energy so which kind of just stresses the importance of the, the work that they're doing now in how to make sure these guys are fit to be able to put that into practice
1: yeah yeah um... Well, there's a lot of rumour now that uh, Jonathan Panzo is going to be coming in this week and there's also still rumours going on that we haven't lost interest in Austin Trustee. Now, they are also centre defenders, central defenders. Somebody's got to go. So, Davies, do you think Davies will be staying or do you think he is on the list to go out the door?
2: I think he might be on the list to go at the door, whether or not we get any offers for him is a different matter. But, you know, I don't think Ben Davies is necessarily the player that we thought he was when he came to Rangers. I don't think he's as much dig as he maybe could have. Um, and I, I certainly I think, you know, Connor Goldson is the one in that defence whenever he's in it. And he, he's quite important. But, you know, I think actually, if we get a couple of centre-backs in, I don't think it'll be a bad thing because look at what happened last season. You know, in the Champions League, with the, the injuries that we had, and we were made playing makeshift defenses all of the time. And you know, when Goldson was injured, it, it was really really difficult for us because you know we were sometimes putting Leon Kang and James Sands at the back. So, and I know uh, apologies for all the viewers who just get a shiver when I mentioned uh, James Sands because I think you would maybe all forgotten about him, but. You know, you, you think about things like that and, OK, it'd be nice to have a couple of extra central defenders in. And if we can get slightly better quality, then I think we need to move Davies on because I don't think he's as good as I maybe thought he was when he, when he first came to Rangers. And, you know, just watching him the second half of last season, I think we need better and we can do better.
1: Yeah, that's for sure. Although, I mean, the first year, Borna Barish which came in, he was absolutely shocking as well. He wasn't a great player. And the second season, he came out in a really good season. So sometimes it takes, although we can't we can't really wait for players, this, especially this season. We need players to, to get right in and, and get onto it because, uh, as I say, we, we can't wait. This, this, this season is so important to us. We've got to, got to really win the league this year. And I, A lot of people are saying Cups. I'm, I'm not really bothered about the Cups, to be honest with you. It's a league. We've got to get the league. If if we don't get the league and just win a cup, then I will be pretty distraught, to be honest with you. Um, Seemingly, Surreal Deserts is coming in Uh, this week. Shona, what do you think?
3: Yeah, well, I think um, a lot of these players that we're bringing in are definitely an upgrade on what we've had before, haven't we? Or what we have at the moment. So I'm really looking forward to the likes of Dezers. Like, obviously, what Bill said about, obviously, the transfers with defenders. I don't think um, Ben Davis and the defenders are that high a priority at the moment. I'm not saying that it won't happen. But we really need to get strikers in. We need to get strikers in at the moment. We can obviously concentrate and getting a centre-back in further down the line, I think. I don't think it's high in the priority list. I think we need to get in attackers. Even Beale came out and said that he obviously wants another couple of players in. So I can see another centre-back coming in. I could possibly see Davis leaving. But at the moment, for me, it's all about getting these strikers and hitting the ground running. Because, look, this season we've got to win the league. We've got to have guys that are scoring goals from all over the pitch. Um, and the more attackers that we've got, the better. So I'm looking forward to Dessers. I think Dessers is kind of guy is very, very strong in the ball. He likes to twist and he likes to turn on the ball. Um, I've seen a few of his goals. A few of his goals are quite decent, the way he kind of pirouettes in the ball. Uh, and I would like to also see either Danilo or this Chiori, because it looks like obviously the Josh Magia deal is um, dead in the water. I would like to see us bring in two attackers. But what that means for Chulak. I said that in the previous podcast. I like Cholak. I think he's a good player. I just don't think he fits into what Bill wants. Bill wants pressing players. He wants high energy. He wants an upgrade on Morello, somebody that can hold up the ball, but obviously score goals. And I think Dessers is technically better than that. And I also think Danilo is. And then you've got Kima Roof. I don't see where Cholak fits in there, to be honest. But we shall see what bill has got, obviously, for uh, pre-season. I think that'll give us a good idea because we have no idea what kind of system he's going to be playing. I thought he'd be playing with two inverted strikers, so we shall see how that goes. But we've got so many players now up front, it's really exciting. I think, to be honest, every single one that we have brought in so far is an upgrade, eh, and it's quality over quantity. Eh, But that will obviously be proven to see when it comes to the first couple of games of the season. Because that first game at Kilwarnock in a plastic pitch, I don't know what some of these new players think they're in for, but uh, not ideal to start on a plastic picture. I must admit. But look, it is what it is. Um, uh, But Desters for me, Danilo for me, or Traore, I think we need to get two in. I think I'll be happy with either two of them. Uh, But obviously, I think that's going to cost a wee bit of money. So I can see us possibly bringing in Desters and Sifuentes in this week. And I think it will depend on who we get out the door. And then it'll be a case of then we might get a centre back and maybe another striker in. But I definitely think the, the Danilo and the Trioria are definitely not open cards.
1: now where did you you hear the the Magia that it was dead in the water? Because I, I read tonight that the chairman of of Bordeaux had come out and said that he accepts now that he'll be leaving and that Rangers would probably moving in for him.
3: I just think um, I'm not heard of it. It was it was more on another. It was on the Rangers' review. They didn't think there was much happening with that because we've been linked with Dessers, Danilo, we've Definitely ch- scouted Traore, I think he's obviously the top end of our budget. I think possibly that. See if the Josh I thing. I think the deal would have been a lot more in the news, a lot more on Twitter. I just think it's that's that's the deal done for that. Look, I could be wrong. I would love to see Josh Mager but it just seems to be cooling off. There was a lot of transfer speculation in the last couple of months. Seems to have gone dead recently. So. That just tells me that maybe, eh, from this and obviously another podcast, that maybe not so much when we're interested in Danilo um, and Dessers. As I'm aware, Dessers looks like he's going to be coming in this week, along with Sifuentes. So if we're looking at Chiori and Danilo, not much is happening with the Josh Manager chat. That just tells me maybe it's a wee bit down the, further down the line with that one. Maybe i dead in the water, but I can't see it. I'd love to see it, but...
1: I mean, nothing could happen until the the fifth of July, because the the appeal that Bordeaux have got against losing that game it was was is on the fifth of July. So no decision can really be made until that time. And although the the chairman has come out and said that uh, he doesn't see any way, for the simple reason. Even if they win the appeal, they still need to score six goals, and whether they they can score six goals, is very very doubtful because they were already one 0 behind. So I, I I don't I don't see that one. Uh, being out just now, whether Rangers are, are interested, I've never heard from any sort of a real channels except in the paper that we've been after a uh, Major. but uh, it seems to be. But as I say, the chairman came out today and says that he's, he's sort of a realise now that he's uh, admitting now that he's going to be, be losing Magia, so that's where Rangers could maybe be stepping in now uh, Dave, we've got uh, Desers in and then we thought it was going to be Desers or Danilo and now it seems to be that we're probably interested in both of them, are you pleased mm. with that?
0: Uh, certainly I would be uh, getting as many forwards in as we possibly can because the, the current forwards that we have you know, uh, came up short last season, so that has to change. I think it's just as Shona says, we need we need more quality up there. We need uh, guys who are going to be 20, 25 goals a season, at least a couple of them, so that we can bank on. And obviously, guys contributing from midfield, because uh, our, our goal scoring, you know, converting, as we've said before, converting our, our possession, the chances, the, the possession in the final third into goals just hasn't been good enough. Has to change, so that's why he, Michael Beal is out uh, trying to recruit guys who are going to deliver that for us. Uh, we've, we've also got a big job in our hands in moving on to some of the guys who 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 will be leaving our squad, and and, and just as you know, <clears throat> we were talking there, I was thinking of some. You know, there's a now a list of what five six names who I think we need to be moving on, who will be adding to our budget that maybe will will make the difference between getting major or not because. Obviously, we're going to have to uh, fork out a, <clears throat> a few euros to to land that one, but uh, you know the Matondo, Antonio Cholak, Kamara, I would be Sakala. There's there's quite a few who I would be uh, quite happy to take listen to offers for, which is going to be uh, adding to our budget to be able to you know up the quality uh, in terms of goal scoring. So there's uh, lots to play for here. The options are, are varied. So it's uh, it will take some time. It's going to take a few weeks before we eventually find out what the Rangers squad is going to look like, both in terms of ins and outs. And I think it's it's only going to be at that point where Michael Beale will, will then have a look at you know the strengths of the guys that he has uh, in the squad, and then and then play to those strengths and find a system which suits the players but also suits him. So it's 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 going to be a a bit of come and go. I would have thought before we we settle on. You know, a first 11. I don't think there's going to be a first 11. I think there's going to be a first 14 or 15 players who he will just uh, rotate as he sees fit. <clears throat> so there's lots of work to do. Lots to do.
1: Personally, I think Magia would be a free hit because uh, mm-hmm. he's, he's not going to cost any money. Uh, transfer-wise, he's on a free free contract. Uh, he's a, second, a French second division player, so I doubt he will be... Uh, asking for twenty eight, thirty or thirty thousand uh, a week. I think you'll probably more than the, the eight to ten thousand a week. So I mean I think it's a free hit. Uh Bill Ronald De Boer came out uh during the week and he said desert can either be a hit or a miss. He can either be come out and be a nine or come out and be a two. Whereas with Danilo you'll get a nine or the least, the least he'll fall is a six. I think that makes it quite clear that Ronald De Boer prefers Danilo to Dessers. If you did, did, you read that report?
2: That's interesting to hear. Um, thing that concerned me a bit about Danilo, and it was actually you that was telling me about this, is is a lack of fitness when he was at Ajax, and you know what seemed to be a bit of an attitude about getting his fitness up. Um, so no, that that's really interesting to hear. Um, I think one of the things that we don't want, one of the things that's really frustrating, is these players that are up and doing. You know, because um, we, we've seen it in the past, and you know, kind of watching last season, you'd have guys like John Lindstrom, who would have a real purple patch for six, or eight weeks, and then look absolutely terrible for six or eight weeks. You know, and I think if we can get somebody with a bit of consistency, that, that would be a really good thing.
3: Yeah, I, think also well, well, we need, I think also as well, we need to be careful as well looking at these players that I think the likes of Dessert, he's not going to have much of a transfer value option on top of what he's got because what we're bringing him in is age 28 or 29, so we're not going to get much back for him. So I definitely think we must be looking at a, like a, a Danilo or a Traore because we need, we need to be doing this player model compared to them across the road. Look at look what they're just about to get for one of their players, so... We obviously need to be looking down this line as well. So I think, as much as we're bringing in Deiser, I still think we need to be looking at another young striker, somebody that's going to add have a good add on, a good transfer value add on on top of that. So for me, that's the kind of likes of Danilo and triori. So um, I know you people are saying about Danilo's uh, attitude and training, but from what I've been told, that a lot of the scouting reports are that they would prefer Danilo over Deiser. So uh, we'll look and see what the guys are saying in the comments as to who they would prefer or do they want the two or would they rather have Traore um, or Maggia? So let's see what the guys think um, with that one because obviously we're all discussing it just now so let's see what the guys in the comments think but I definitely think we need to be bringing in another player because we need to be adding on the transfer value. We can't be having Destra scoring 30 goals. Well, obviously we want them to be scoring 30 goals a season but with no transfer i value um, on top of that so...
1: Yeah, we'll see what Bill's got up his sleeve. Yeah, well it was a it was just a story that I had read that um that, that Daniel when he was at Ibro, I uh, Ibrox, I was gonna say when he was at Ajax um that that he was he was told he would need to get his fitness up and well they ended up releasing him uh, for nothing eventually so and Feyenoord picked him up so uh, whether that was through fitness or not I don't really know but I know that Ajax were complaining about his fitness at one time so um, other players that, that are sort of linked with us obviously Panza's coming in uh, they're talking about a centre half uh, Jose Clifrentis, um, yeah we think he'll be coming in probably maybe this week because his, his contract is up in December which means that on the 1st the of uh, July, we can hold talks with L.A. Dave, the centre midfield. That's a position that we really need to be able to. Isn't it?
0: Yeah, I mean, we need box to box midfielders, which uh, Michael Beal is, is is on record of saying several times. So, guys that uh, are, are going to get forward, you know, into the box when we have uh, we're piling in. You know, so it's it's all about that energy and, and pace thing. So. And, and, and movement, I mean, and it's something, and you know, I know we've, uh, we're have we probably hanging too much on the shoulders of Todd Cantwell, but you can see that Todd Cantwell, his, his instinct is to pass the ball and move to, re- to receive it back. Whereas uh, I think you've seen some of our midfield players previously where it's it's just pass the ball. You know, when we see Ryan Jack, John, John Lundstrom, they, they'll, they'll happily just pass the ball with a view to taking it back, passing it to someone else. There's uh, we we need that intensity to get forward to take a wee risk, play play you know a riskier ball, and we've seen Todd Cantwell do that two or three times. When, I mean, just to, to get back to the example of the sixty odd past goal, it was eventually broken by Todd Cantwell getting the ball and then making that run forward, getting the breaking the ball, passed it through to Scott Arfield, who then popped it into the net, and it was that uh, moment when Todd Cantwell took the surge forward, which kind of broke the 60-yard pass. You know, we're going to pass them to death thing. And uh, we need more midfielders that will do that. So if Sifuentes is that, then uh, we, we, we should be signing this guy because we we, we need players who are going to be forward-thinking. Raskin's good at it. Raskin's, you know, good at the the one-touch pass forward rather than taking it, you know, because when well, you see uh, Ryan Jack get the ball, He'll take the touch and then he'll do the, the, the pirouette, has a wee run, and then chooses a pass. Whereas Raskin is, is more inclined to just play it first time. So um, that's the, the sort of energy. Forward thinking intelligence, football intelligence, but it's it's something that Michael Beale will have to bring from the training ground to our team on the pitch, that we, uh, we pass first time rather than taking two or three touches to then knock it out to Tav. So it's uh, it comes from the training ground. There's, the team are taught to do it. They're coached. I think coached is the word. No. So and that's what this why this month is going to be absolutely vital in securing the players that we need to get and, and having them perform the way we want to do it and might get get us back to uh, you know absolutely blitzing teams. There was I mean one game last season when we were playing Motherwell when I think we should have been five 0 up at half time and we ended up getting a two each draw. And that for me was just the, the in, a, in a single game or season, we had so much of the ball. It would not have been a surprise if we'd absolutely blown them away in the first half and we ended up getting uh, getting caught at the end. So that's what we need to avoid. That when we are in possession, we have the bulk of possession, then we get the bulk of the goals. It's something that we've lacked, something they need to put right. Yeah. Well, what, what, what do you think our
1: midfield is going to look like? Uh, I mean, Bill, from what I've heard, Bill is, is said that we won't be playing Lundström anymore as as a last as is the sort of a last man in midfield. He'll be if he plays, he'll be playing more up front. What would what, what you think? Would what, what you think midfield is going to look like?
2: Uh, that's interesting. Um, you know, I, I you kind know, of the way I look at it. Lundstrom and Jack can probably be changed in or out for, you know, one or the other. They're both playing similar roles. And um, you know, if, if we're going to go with three and we're going to have Cantwell in the midfield, which hopefully hope we got to do, um, you know, there's really only one space for a Lundstrom or a Jack type player. And I don't know what I think in the league certainly we need to be a bit more dynamic. And Davy, you talked about a box to box midfielder, you know. I, I think that's really what we need. I think guys like John Lundstrom, I, I don't think he's got the legs to play box-to-box box for a full 90 minutes. Um, and, you know, we, we maybe need younger and fitter guys to come in and do that. Um, but see, like, what I would like to see our midfield look like, I would like us to have a forward-thinking midfield. And, David, you spent a couple of minutes there talking about how, you know, making those runs, getting into positions, picking up the ball again, rather than just sort of take the ball, look to pass it, and then look to get it back. And earlier on, I talked about a given goal, you know, and the important part being the goal. And we've we've no a midfield that's been doing that for a long, long time. But actually towards, you know, we've we've been in the second half of last season after we signed Raskin and Cantwell, I thought our midfield looked a lot better. You know, it's just about having those proactive players with that bit of vision, that bit of football brain that'll pick the ball up and run with it or get in a good position. Um, so that's how I would like our midfield to look, as their players like that, rather than guys who are a bit more, you know, timid, passive, tepid, you know, sort of sitting wait to just pick up the ball and, and pass it again. That that type of midfielder's got their place, and I think we maybe need that in the team when we're playing some of the more challenging teams in Europe or something like that. But you know, against a lot of the teams in our league, I don't really think we need that type of role. I I think we need. If we're going to play a middle three, I think we need three forward-thinking midfielders that run with the ball. Um, just to go on to what Shona was saying about uh, asking the, the viewers for an opinion on Dessers or so on Danilo, I can inform you that for about 10 minutes now, they've all just been talking about biscuits in the chat, so we must be doing well to keep their attention. <laughs> oh well, I haven't
1: got any biscuits with me so up here, so uh, I'll miss out yeah. on that one.
3: That chat can be pretty controversial when I work for a biscuit company, so uh, I'd like to find out, I would like, love to find out what their favourite biscuit is, to be honest, now that, that I work <laughs> for a biscuit company, so, and it better be the one that I work for, so uh, we'll <laughs> see what the call me, just minute,
1: so <laughs> Okay, I'll, I'll get your mind back to good-looking men, uh, Shona. Obviously, Lewis Palma is, well, it's not obviously yet, but uh, it, it looks like he is going away to another team and he's not going to be playing with uh, us next year. Um, Morgan Whitaker is a name that's come up again. Will he be a good replacement for Lewis Palma?
3: I think Lewis Palmer's off to AEK Athens, isn't it? That's the, the club that I've heard that he's going to for... Not that big a fee, which I was quite surprised about. So I think that's one that we've missed a chick with. Uh, I would imagine, imagined though he would have been the replacement for Sima. Uh, I think that's uh, now been covered now with the loan deal. I think that uh, with this loan deal that's happened, I think personally Bill's putting um, all his money into forward-thinking players. So I think it's going to be the money's going to be spent on strikers. Um, if there was any other money set aside. I would imagine we would have gone for Whitaker before we went for SEMA. Uh, so I think maybe that that deal is probably not so much high on the list. We've got Lawrence coming back that's doing quite well, supposedly, already. I know it's very early days. But, um, colleagues have Dowell. Uh, you've got Sakala. You've got plenty of others up front now and plenty on the wing. So you've got Hadji. Well, to Aberdeen. Uh, so we shall discuss that one if that's uh, what the rumours are telling us can't quite see that happening so uh, look um, I think uh, the, the Whittaker deal is um, is pretty dead as far as I'm concerned I think it's all about SEMA bringing in SEMA uh,
1: Well it looks like we've lost Shona for the moment hopefully she comes back on shortly Um Davy, um, we've not got brought in a lot of players. Do you, do you think the, the one position we've not really got yet is is a left a left winger? And Whitaker would probably fit into that role. Lima was going to be in in that role. Do we need to bring in another left winger, or do you think that we could if, if we bring in Magia, could we be playing as just a, a player as a number ten instead of a a left, outside left? And use the full backs coming forward.
0: Yeah, I think uh, Michael Beal will be looking for flexibility in terms of setups and and who uh, explores it because you could see it with Raskin and Todd Cantwell. You know, t- t- towards the the, la- the second half of the season, he's quite happy for the players to kind of uh, organize it amongst themselves. Who's covering what end of the pitch? As long as they're uh, communicating, and so you would see a uh, Todd Cantwell appear left, right. I think he would pretty much leave her forwards to the same. He may have a, a kind of pivot in the centre, but uh, the other two I think would just be uh, would be going where, where they need to go. I don't think it, it would be that that rigid, you know. When you know Gio had uh, Ryan Kent out, and, and as long as he, he come back with white chalk on his boots, you know he was doing the right job because just stay in that line and don't move two yards from it, we'll get the ball to you. So I don't think it's going to be that structured with uh, Michael Beale. I think. It will be a bit more about movement, pace, uh, and 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 just keeping the the defenders guessing. I don't think we will have forwards. Whoever plays on the left will be uh, <clears throat> will change from time to time. I think it would change even within a game as to uh, who's going to play because I think he will just be he'll be looking at a a capability and put an attacking capability mm-hmm. on on the pitch and leave the trust the players to do what they need to do. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm hoping to see anyway, and I and I think I'm inclined to think that's what Michael Beale will do. I think he's already, going to express a preference for players to uh, be adults on the pitch and and do what they need to do, communicate with one another. So I I don't really we don't I wouldn't be pigeonholed on, you know. Ryan Kent was on the left, particularly with Geo and stay out there. But I think uh, when Michael Beale arrived, you could see that Ryan Kent was given a bit more freedom in terms of. Getting, going down the centre when it was required, cutting across the pitch. So, uh, I'm expecting that from from whatever forwards come in. But, uh, what is, I think we'll know in the next couple of weeks as as the as some of these targets arrive. Hopefully, and uh, that that will will start to make more sense in terms of what we can expect to see of these players. So, uh, that's what I'm looking forward to. Drawing up the chart. Well,
1: I suppose the, the players were, you know, I mean, it's going to take a lot more, longer, a lot longer for players to go out the door. I think the likes of Kamara, uh, Wright, Cholak probably off to Germany. Somebody, somebody said in the in the comments here, um, and then I had the the Palma is actually Ludo Goratz or something like that. He's uh, he's <laughs> been there, here in the story that I, I have picked up on. Um, Right, I think we'll be another name out the, do- the door. Uh, but as I said, it could be it could be the last minute. We could even be waiting, sitting waiting to a, a, a five to twelve on a, on the thirty first of, uh, of of no. Uh, when is it? August? August before we before we know. So I take it. Who would you think will go out the door? Uh, Bill? Uh, I
2: think Glen has got to go. You know, he just, they offered him nothing last season. Uh, it just didn't look interested when he came on as a substitute or anything like that. So I think he's got to go if we can pick up any sort of decent offer for him at all. Um, I would like Antonio Cholak to stay, but I think we, you know, the signs that we're seeing, um, I think he's probably gone. So, you know, again, if somebody comes in for Cholak, I wouldn't be surprised. I like Scott Wright. I do. He's I, I don't particularly know why. He's just he's a good young Scottish player in my eyes. I think he's got good pace and all that. And I know what people say about you know his, his decision making in the final third and his final ball can let him down. Um, I think he's got more scope for development. I don't know that you know at the moment is he necessarily good enough to be in the Rangers first team. Probably not. Um, but I do like him as a player. However, I think if we got open And for Scott Wright, he would probably go. I'm not sure at all about Sakala. I I don't know what will happen with him. Um, I I like fashion Sakala. I think he offers you something a wee bit different. He's very unpredictable, as we've all said before. And, you know, a lot of the time, I think he absolutely terrifies fullbacks when he runs at them. Um, But I I don't know if he'll be there next season. And obviously, we talked about the rumors about Giannis Hadji on his way out, potentially, and Lecce have been interested. Or, as uh, Shona mentioned, apparently, Hadji's linked with Aberdeen, which I just kind of see happening. But uh, I don't know, make it out what you really will in the comments section, I suppose. Um, so, I, you know, it's like Giannis Hadji, I, I think he's a really good player. I really rate him. And I think he's, you know, that, that phrase Davey used earlier, the footballing brain, I think he's the, got one of them but with a number of similar types of players that we've already got, you know, is Ianis Hadji better than, for example, Todd Cantwell? I don't necessarily think he is. I'd rather put Cantwell in the team. Um, So from that point of view, although I really like Hadji, I could see him going, and I I think it'd potentially be the right thing to do because, you know, we are bringing in a lot of players and need to free up some wages somewhere.
1: Yeah. Would do you think about Hadji? Would you want to see Hadji staying or would you like to see him at Aberdeen, Shona?
3: Uh, well, I, I, don't think, I don't think Hadji is at the top of my list to get out the door. I, I think we've obviously got to look at the coefficient as well, half of maybe the likes of John McLaughlin and Scott Wright. But for me, both those players need to go. So, uh, likes of Glenn Kamara uh, Scott Wright, I would say John McLaughlin needs to go. If we get the money for Hadji, I don't see why not. I can't see, obviously I heard about these links to Aberdeen on. That's never ever going to happen. Uh, I think if we were to get, a, if Hadji was to go out on loan, it would be a loan to buy option. Uh, I think that's the kind of thing that we would go down that kind of route. I'm a massive fan of Haji I've always said this since we lost Kondias on the right wing. Um, I actually thought that Hadji, before he got his injury, was actually playing really, really well. On the right hand side of the pitch. Whether he fits into Beal's system just now, I don't know. Um, but the good thing is, though, I think with Hadji is that we, he's just signed a new. Point. I know he signed a new new deal quite recently, didn't he? When it was during that time when he had the injury. But the good thing is with Hadji is we're always going to be able to sell him. Doesn't matter where. We will get good money, I think, for Hadji. Uh, I think at the moment a lot of clubs might not take that risk because he's obviously been out for so long. So I would maybe give him to maybe the January transfer window um, and maybe try and move him on there. But I don't see him being at the top of our list at the moment to get players. I think there's other players that we need to get rid of before Hadji. Um, but I don't get me wrong, if we did get a decent bid for Hadji, I'd probably take it as much as I'm gutted to see it because I have been a big fan of Hadji over the past. I think if we're to get decent money for him, he'll go. But he'll definitely either be... Uh, a bigger transfer than, like, so maybe Galatasaray or out there where he's quite well known. So, I still think we could get about four or five million pounds for Hadji. Uh, I see what other people think in the comments. They want to keep Hadji or not. Because I think it would be quite good to keep around. But I think all these players that are coming in and how physical they are and how tall they are and how good they are in the ball and pressing with the ball. don't know if that suits Hadji's game at the moment, to be honest. So, we shall see. He'll have to prove himself, I think. A lot of these guys, like Hadjie, like Sakala, they've got to take a massive step up now. These guys that are coming in. They've got to go to a different level. So it'll be interesting to see if we do keep the likes of Hadjie and Sakala, how they get on. But they've got to take a massive step up from last year. Last year, Sakala was brilliant. He needs to take a massive step up again for me. Yeah. Just going to throw
1: something at you, Dave. We've now get Sterling moved in right back. We've uh, also get the the young boy Divine as a right back. Could we sell Tav?
0: I think they're all potentially for sale. You know, I, I don't think there should be anyone who's uh, who's more important than the team. You know, so if Rangers were to get a a, a deal for Tavernier and, and it suited both parties, then. Then I would go for it. Yeah, there would be. A, obviously, he's been a, an excellent. He's been a fantastic player for Rangers. You know, his, his numbers are absolutely nuts. Uh, but if if the right level of money come in on offer for James Tavernier, he was up for it. Then uh, why not? I think they they should all be for sale. You know, they're only hired hands. Well, it's, I mean, because that's why they're here. We pay them a good salary. We 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 expect them to. Uh, you know, perform for Rangers. So if James Tavernier thought he'd, you know, he could, he would do a deal, would make money more, el- more money elsewhere. It suited Rangers to do it. Then you know, we've got excellent cover at right back. Then why not? It's uh, no one's bigger than the club. So how much would you I want? Think,
3: how much? How much would you want to th- have?
0: I think it would be a minimum of a five million. If we could get a so if it would be started at five and it was if they got to five six seven. Tavernier was uh, for a club down south, then uh, yeah, I would I would not be uh, manning the barricades outside Ibrox, uh, st- trying to stop that transfer fee. Uh, we've got. I think uh, you were shocked at, Shona, sorry. I think you were shocked
3: at that. Yeah. yeah, I I think Tavernier is honestly worth he's worth far much more. I honestly think he's so underrated as a player in our team. I really do. I know everybody goes on about his captaincy, but. See, if it wasn't for Tav last season over the last few seasons and the goals that he's contributed, where would we be? Do you know that way? Where would we honestly be? Like, I know um, people have got questions about his captaincy, but it, for me, it's there's always one player that gets it at Rangers, and that's Tav. And it doesn't matter what he does, uh, right or wrong, people just seem to be after him. But I would definitely want more than £5 million for Tav. I think you're talking £8 million plus for Tav. Um, but look here, obviously, I, d- I doubt he will go, but we'll see. It's a good way uh, uh, of having a good bit of banter with DPT there that uh, I think will
0: I think, Shona, I think if we can sell Barry Ferguson, who's Rangers captain, who is, you know, Mr. Rangers, who's Rangers for my boy, then if he can leave Rangers and, and go to Blackburn Rovers, then certainly Tavernier can go. You know, there's no, uh, nothing is nothing sacred here.
3: Well,
0: you can go to Saudi Arabia then and we'll
3: get £25 million for
1: It's a deal. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take yeah. that. Him, him, and, him and Shota, too for a prize for one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm going to move on from the transfers. Bill, I'll come to you because you're the, probably the one with the, the most uh, knowledge of the offside rule. We've um, got a new offside rule coming in. Seemingly, it's a, a, a part of your body. Now, we, we sort of uh, didn't disagree on it, but we weren't sure which one it was, the centre of the body or the last part of your body. Uh, whereas it used to be they could measure your big toe and if it, you were offside, but now it seems to be or the centre of your body or the last part of your body. Uh, what do you make of the new offside law?
2: Well, I, I said earlier I'm in favour of the change if it happens, and I think it's or my understanding was it's the the attacker's whole body needs to be past the last part of the defender's body, but whether it's that or the centre of the body, which I don't know how you measure, either way, I think what would happen is we'd get a couple of seasons with more goals and if we can see more goals in football, then I'm in favour of it whether it's Rangers or any other game, uh, I'm in favour of more goals and if you think about, you know, Davey P, you made a good point when we were talking about this before, about how, you know, changes to suit attacking teams, changes to encourage attacking. And if you think about a lot of the changes in football, it has been about encouraging teams to attack, because football is a spectator sport. Football is people want to watch football to see attacking play, to see goals. You know, you think about the, the, the way with the, the pass-back rule in about 1992, to encourage more attack and play. Three points for a win, to encourage more attack and play. So if this encourages attackers to get forward more, and not be caught offside by a big toe or whatever, then I think it's a good thing. You know, I I think there will be an element of the fact that whether it's the last part of the attacker's body or the first part of the attacker's body, whatever it is, it's always going to be a millimetre between onside and offside and, you know, you'll always get the controversial ones no matter what, but I think, you know, the next couple of seasons if this does come in, until defenders have properly adapted to it and then to position themselves to, to match an attacker's run I, I think we can see crazy numbers of goals and it'll be fantastic uh, the, the other side of it is I think it's only to be in so like, three or four European countries, I don't think we're getting it if it does happen Uh, which is disappointing because I'd like to see it. And I know, Dave, you were talking about being a bit, uh, you thought it was crazy to introduce something in just a couple of countries and not everywhere. And then, you know, what happens if we go and play in Europe against a team that's already using it? I think you get that way. Everything that you adopt in football, you know, there's always, like, I find there's our pilots for a new rule in football. We didn't give VAR in every single country all at once, you know. We didn't have three points for a win in every single country all at once. Changes that come in do tend to get trialled in a few countries. And then, you know, if, if FIFA or whoever's happy with the trial, then it gets rolled out further. Um, but yeah, if you're asking me, absolutely they it.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I think the, 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 the thing is, uh, if, if you're going to... For me, uh, I, as I said, I, I thought I read the, the centre of the your torso... Because if 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 it's gonna be the last part of your body, then you're gonna have the same exact same as instead of it being a big toe, it's gonna to be the last part of your heel. As the last part of your heels normally the bit the sort of a the tail end. Um that that so that I, I just think there's sort of a move in the problem, but as I say I thought it was the middle part of your torso, then then I can sort of a see that uh what what they're what they're doing, that they're they're giving the benefit then of that big toe or that, they've got a far bigger uh, area yeah. to, to sort of a uh, judge it on. Shona, just as you were sneezing, I was going to ask you, I know you've got sort of a different views on this as we were talking for half an hour before we, we came on this podcast.
3: <laughs> well, it obviously depends on who's repping the VR in the first place, doesn't it? We obviously seem to have that issue first. But I think uh, the offside rule is not the biggest problem here. I think if you're offside, you're offside and that's an end-all. It doesn't matter if it's a millimetre or a foot or a shoulder or an arm. You're offside uh, and that's it. doesn't matter about goals at the end of the day because you're going to give you them and you're going to get for them and against you. So for me, we just need to get the offside rule. It's, it's, already, it's already sorted for me. It's the handball rule that really annoys me. That's the one. Or the ones where goals are disallowed from a slight tug tug of a shirt or something like that that happened in the previous Old firm game. With Morelos, I think that was more of a ridiculous decision than an offside one, because I think these things are just margins, aren't they? So I think um, to bring it in, I think it would cause chaos, to be honest. For me, you're offside, you're offside.
1: Eve, do you agree with that?
0: No, I don't. I think any rule that gives an advantage to the attacking team should be uh, should be brought in because I think players will will learn to to work it to their benefit. So they will just leave a trailing leg, you know, knowing that they just have to take one step, half a step back. Just stick. the guy with the longest legs is going to have some advantage here. Is just put a leg back just to, uh, when the ball is played, uh, and they are clean through and goal, and they don't have you know a defender between them and the goal. So I think if it leads to more goals, more attacking play, then I'm for it.
1: Yeah, well, it'll certainly make a make a big difference uh, in attacking. And as we said in the, earlier, uh, I think Sakala he'll probably still need about three yards uh, before before he uh, gets the, the offside rule. But um, anyway, I don't think we've got an awful lot more to say. I don't know where you guys are getting. Uh, Bill, I'll come to you first. You can. Say your cheerios, and if you've got something to get off your chest,
2: now's the time. Uh, nothing major to get off my chest. Uh, just that I'm glad to see you and I absolutely expect it, that the viewers were completely ruthless ways in the comments right at the start, we were coming on late. We, we were really getting it tight. And I, would, I would expect nothing different, but thank you to you all.
1: Bill, can I just say something? We weren't late. They were late. <laughs> <laughs> We, we had a half hour discussion before they come on. <laughs> no, sorry, that was purely my fault. Uh, Shona, now's the time to get something uh, off your chest and uh, say cheerio to the, the audience. Well, I think uh, anything to get off my chest, David, it'll be your blunders. Uh, no, uh,
3: thanks very much, guys. <laughs> For coming on and all your comments hope you'll uh, like the the pods. if there's anything honestly any other comments you want us to discuss on any other topics over the next couple of weeks that you want us to discuss just give us a wee shout in the comments but thanks again guys hope you've all enjoyed the chat and i definitely think that deserts and sapientes will be in this week i think they'll both travel to germany to take part in pre-season and It'll be exciting times ahead. So fingers crossed we get another transfer over the line this week. Um and I shall all see you soon. And thanks for commenting, guys. It's all down to you. So no, it's been great, guys. Thank you very much.
1: Mr. Pollock, I know you always have something to bring in at the end up, so let's hear it.
0: <laughs> something sensible. <laughs> I'm gonna to have to disappoint you there. No, oh, I've I mean, that. I'm just, that <laughs> I'm just uh, looking forward to uh, you know Rangers doing a bit more business in the transfer window, so that the the team that we can expect to see you know starts to firm up, uh, and we can start exploring options and you know individual abilities and how that's all going to work out, what it could mean for us. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, as The guys and, and just said you know we're looking to get a couple in this week because I think we we've got five in already. I think if we got another five in, it would be absolutely fantastic. But that would be ten players. I think we would have to see at least five go as well. Yeah. But I think we've already listed some of the names who we can expect to go. But uh, it, we 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 said at the end of last season we need to ring the changes, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what Michael Beale's doing, and I'm looking forward to it. No, that's that, that's
1: great, and ho- as I say, hopefully. There will be a few players coming in this week, and we will up until so the first games at Newcastle at home. So hopefully, there'll be have a few names in for that one. And as I say, I'm I'll be off to Germany in the 29th to watch the games. But we've got a few more podcasts before the game. One, one more question, Bill. If you get a lighthouse in, the, in 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 your outside your window or something, summer <laughs> uh,
2: <it's laughs> dim, Dave. It doesn't get dark here at this time of year. <laughs> um, I think yeah I think at this this time of year we get about two hours of darkness and uh, Mm. the the downside to that is that for most of December we don't get any daylight at all (laughs) yeah well proper arctic circle material
1: yeah Yeah. well I mean I've been to Australia and it's dark there at six o'clock at night you're sort of a middle in the summer and six o'clock at night is dark already so anyway uh, that's all from us and as I say you can get this in all your platforms tomorrow uh, all, all I've got left to say for tonight is good night bye <laughs>